You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Um, So I'm so excited that you are listening. I do, before we get started, I need to make a public apology to my nanny. She was very hurt that I did not let her know that I started back. Um, One of her friends, Miss Joan Scott, had to be the one to tell her. So thank you, Joan, for listening. Um, And sorry, Nanny, that I did not let you know. I didn't really let anyone know. I just kind of started. So um, moral of that story is, if you ever start something in your life and then put it on pause and then start it back again, Always let your grandma know. You can't just start up without having her in the loop. So uh, today I want to talk about believe. The word believe, the idea of belief. This is a super popular word I've noticed over the past few years to decorate with. I mean, I even on my tree right now, I'm looking at, we have an ornament that is in big red sparkly letters, says believe. Right, and it's really, I think some of it is marketed towards like believe in Santa. Um, I like it because it can also mean, you know, believe in Jesus, believe in the, the real meaning of Christmas. You can kind of make believe mean whatever you want it to mean. So I think that it's a fun, a fun thing to decorate with, but it's a word that we kind of just know, but don't always stop and process, okay, what does it actually mean to believe. My small group and I talked about this on Sunday and I was really excited to to get to share it with y'all because I think it's so important for us to sit and let the Lord reveal to us from time to time if there are areas in our life the the sooner that you catch like if you snag your clothing a little bit um if it's a really small hole maybe like a sweater you can like pull the the threads and fix it a little bit before it gets too bad. But if you have a hole and you don't really do anything about it, you don't put a patch on it, you don't try to pull the thread and fix it, then that hole is probably just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And then it's going to start to to cause some real issues in your life. And so I want to look at the Christmas story. And I want to focus today in Luke 1. We're going to kind of bounce around a little bit, but we're going to talk about three people. We're going to talk about Elizabeth, we're going to talk about Mary, and Zachariah. So I want to start with kind of where we ended last time. If you listened on Monday, I talked about Mary and just how um, she told the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And how she didn't really seem to care about what people were going to think about her, about her reputation or anything like that. She was just doing what the Lord had called her to do. So after this time, that's in verse 38, wraps up the scene where Gabriel Gabriel visits Mary. Um, Moving on into 39, this is where Mary goes and visits Elizabeth. So Elizabeth is someone who is actually, I believe, related to Mary. They are cousins, 
Brandon's giving me a head nod. I kind of panicked there for a little bit, but but yes, Mary and Elizabeth were cousins, and um, Elizabeth is actually pregnant at this time too, but she is like way beyond the time in your life when you should be having kids. And so we aren't going to necessarily go into all the reasons why Mary may have chosen this relative to go visit out of all the other ones. I think the obvious is that like, huh, she is having a kid and she shouldn't be. I'm having a kid and I shouldn't be. I should probably talk to her. There's a whole thing that we could talk about there about, you know, when you're put in a new season of life or, or put up against something that you don't know how to handle to go and, and seek um, community in that and find people. But that's not what the focus on. The focus is on belief. So I want to jump down to verse 45. So Mary and Elizabeth greet one another and Elizabeth starts. I'll start in verse 42. When Elizabeth sees Mary, she cries out with a loud voice and says to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt inside my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. So what I want to focus on in verse 45 there is that phrase that Elizabeth said, and blessed is she who believed. So before we we talk about that and we talk about Mary and, and how she believed and how we can learn from her and believe, I want to dig a little deeper on the significance of Elizabeth saying this, right? So Elizabeth is seeing Mary. She's telling her, blessed is she who believed. Belief is no small feat for Elizabeth right now. Um, When you look back a few verses earlier, really, if you look back six months earlier from this, but a few verses earlier, her husband, Zachariah, was visited by an angel when he went in to do his priestly duties. And the conversation went um, a little like this. This is paraphrasing. The angel told Zechariah, you're going to have a son. And here's what you'll name him and here's what he'll do. And Zechariah said, but how do I know that you're telling the truth? And the angel said, because of that, you're not going to be able to talk for a while. Okay, that's my paraphrase. Okay, so what the verses actually say, the, I had to kind of do that a little bit because we're only going to be able to focus on part of this section. I want to read specifically, start up in verse 18. So you can read before that. I would encourage you, if you have time, to read before that. But in verse 18, this is where Zachariah is responding to the angel Gabriel, who has just told him that he's going to have a son. He's told him what to name him, given him all sorts of information about him. And Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know this for certain? So there's a question here. How will I know this for sure? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. 
And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. And so the phrase I want to focus on here, if you hadn't already guessed it, is that Gabriel said, because you did not believe my words. So this was said to Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband. So Elizabeth is acutely aware of what it means to believe and what it means to not believe. Right? God is gracious in that he doesn't say, well, actually, you know what? Since you asked that question, since you didn't believe, I'm going to choose someone else. Someone else is, is going to, to get to birth John the Baptist and, and be the parents of the person who makes the way for Jesus. He doesn't say that, but we'd still see that his unbelief has consequences, right? His unbelief affects him in a significant way. He is unable to talk. In fact, in verse um, later on, after John the Baptist is born, it's not until Verse 64, eight days after John is born, that Zechariah is able to talk. And so where I want to kind of go with this is I just think a theme in my life recently has been, do I believe the Lord? Do I believe what he says? And the Lord is gracious and the Lord is merciful even when we don't believe, and I think we see this in Elizabeth and Zachariah's life, but how much better is it? How much more do we know the Lord? How much more blessed are we? How much more can we rejoice when we do believe the Lord? Um, But belief, admittedly, can be a hard thing. And, And I was listening on my drive home to the song, it's, it's been popular for a little bit now. Um, I can't think of what it is called off the top of my head, but the song about where he leaves the 99 to come to me and there's a bridge and the bridge says, one line of the bridge says, there's no lie he won't tear down. There's no, another way to word that that wouldn't sound as good in song, but there's no untruth that the Lord won't show you that you're believing or there there's nothing that the Lord won't show you and say, Hey, you're not believing fully. You're not believing truth here. You're believing something other than truth and anything other than the Lord's word is not truth. And so what in my life, what in your life are we believing that is not necessarily truth? And like the, I mean, the, the song, I like the way the song says it because it says, there is no lie you won't tear down. If you think about the process, if you can visualize the process of tearing something down, it's not always a pretty process, right? It's not always an easy process. It can be sort of painful. Like it can be meaning maybe you don't talk for nine months. Or it could be something maybe less dramatic than that. But, but sometimes the Lord has to go to drastic measures to teach us and to tear down 
the the untruths that we believe to help us fully believe his truth and to fully believe him. And so my encouragement to you is to spend some time praying and asking God, where is there a hole in my belief? Where is there a lie that has built a wall that's causing me to believe something that's not true or that's causing me to not believe you? Ask God to show you those things because when we're not walking in truth, when we're believing lies, we're not believing truth, then we're not going to be able to be who we were truly created to be. 